What's going on, Ricker and Bond family? Welcome to another amazing episode of Ricker and Bond. Go to rickerandbond.com to subscribe. Five stars. It's probably the best episode yet. We break down what an NFT is, what it does. We get technical and then we get very elementary. And then we talk about how a universal music group is making an NFT big music band, Bonja. Super juicy, super informative. Make sure you take notes and make sure you turn it all the way up to 100%. So your AirPods die fast. Okay, enjoy. How come you don't want Let's hop into the episode, but first you want to get down to some business. Dude, you know we got to get this business taken care of first, because you know what? The money always comes first, no matter what. Above happiness, above all. Just kidding. You know, Ricker, from all the biggest games to the smallest event, you can make every bet worth your while with my bookie. Man, can you start by doubling your first deposit instantly with my bookie's first deposit bonus? Double your money before you even place a bet. And all you have to do is sign up, deposit using our exclusive promo code RICKERBOND, R-I-C-K-E-R-B-O-N, at my book. There are tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. This Sunday, two powerhouse offenses meet when the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Dallas Cowboys. Them boys have been on a tear this season while the Chiefs continue to struggle. What's up, Mahomes? What you doing? Take the Cowboys to cover the spread so you can walk away with the bread at my bookie. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code Ricker Bond to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You'll do it right now if you love money. Enjoy the show. for that that was a good one that was a good one that's kind of different than other khalid stuff is it not i see i feel like uh a little grown up hey the more mainstream you get the higher your singing voice gets i was listening to the new ed sheeran <laughs> voice is really high in that album hey not a big ed sheeran guy is it good uh it's i didn't listen to the whole thing i listened to some of it it was all right it's like poppy Ed Sheeran is poppy. Classic Ed. What's up, everybody? It's your step bros, Ricker and Bond. We're back 
for another fun-filled episode. You waited all week for us. We waited all week for you. And now we are here to present ourselves to each other. Just full transparency, full nakedness, no shame. Because that's the Ricker and Bond way. Ricker and Bond way. Thanks for joining everybody. If you're listening to it, you already know how to get a podcast. So subscribe wherever you are. If you don't know where to get it somehow, and you're listening to this via like your neighbor, you just hear you hear your apartment complex next door just banging Ricker and Bond every Monday. Go over to RickerandBond.com. Five stars. Subscribe. Listen every week. Hop over to the Discord. Uh, if you go, I need to make a tiny URL. But if you go over to the Instagram and DM us, you're like, hey, I want to get in this Discord because, you know, live recordings, a lot of wholesome conversations. Shout out my my guy, Homegrown Wealth. Uh, shout out, shout out my guy, TLA. Um, everybody's popping in ideas over here. Stargazing has an idea that we'll bring up. And then uh, Homegrown Wealth wants, to, wants a little NFT basic we can run through. We just started the new Bible study channel on the <laughs> Discord. Really great value and input and conversation being put on over there so if you want to join that uh just hop on over to hashtag bible study on the ricker and bond discord tonight we're discussing the book of luke so you don't want to miss it only new testament none of that, none of that jew stuff no 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 that's too it's too well pg-13 the old testament we don't Heck touch that yeah, stuff man. uh Rick and Bond on Instagram, Rick and Bond on TikTok. Got a little traction on one TikTok that was the, the Rolling Stone video. Had a little traction. Did I see that one? Uh, it's it was a screen sharing one, so the so the the quality was just poo poo. But it was the the best performing TikTok in a while. What uh, if just because we were going hard, you know? What if Instagram did something like super just like savage? Savat? Oh, okay. Uh, and this would probably hurt them hard in the short term. Okay. But what if they like made it so you couldn't repost TikToks on Reels? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like would... you just got to post Reels. Uh, like you can't uh, upload at all. I don't know how many people are seeing the, the Reel tag on or the TikTok tag on Reel and be like, oh, I got to go to TikTok. I'm sure it's not like best business practice, but it, it doesn't really like. Yeah. Cause I was like, I was like, you know what? I don't, I was almost proud of myself. Cause I, I was like, I don't use TikTok that much. Yeah. But then I'm scrolling through reels and I'm like, yes, I am. All these are just TikToks yeah, on yeah. reels. I so. mean, it kind of, at, at some point I, I, th- I do, <laughs> I do think it, at, there's like a certain tipping point where Instagram's like, okay, this is like too much. We're giving like mind share away. And these kids are just thinking about TikToks. But if everybody's making TikToks and they're just posting them on our platform, kind of short term, like you said, it's kind of like, I mean, they're using our platform. They're coming here. Yeah. They're still like seeing our ads Yeah, on another platform's talk content. So I've never seen an Instagram reel with a TikTok tag and be like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go check this out on TikTok. Nah. What am I doing over here? Nah, but whenever I see a really good reel, just really funny, yeah, yeah. I know it's a TikTok. First. <laughs> see, that's that's where the long term comes in of like, okay, now now we're just giving them clout and mind share. That was smart at TikTok to post to make their uh, like icon on the thing when you export on the dimensions. But oh yeah, just in general. Yeah, especially in the beginning when everyone was just sharing that, but no one knew what TikTok was. 
Also, makes it really easy to share it. Hold that yeah. boy down, click save, share that joint. You know? Yeah. Good, easy to use. Yeah. Also, you know. super easy to train that app, man. If I, if I, I, I wanted to completely pivot what I saw on that app, and it took me about just a couple, like 10 minutes of clicking not interested, going through a tag, and then like completely shifting what I see. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. That algorithm is pretty nuts. Speaking of Meta, dude, you ever heard of these people? Meta the company? Meta the, Meta the company. And now says Instagram from Meta. I know, Instagram. I saw that. How, how'd that make you feel? I was like, damn, that's why do I feel better about this? It's still, <laughs> it's the same thing. They got you, dude. They successfully rebranded to the, the mid 20s. Now I see, I have the Facebook app on my phone and I see the icon. I'm like, ugh, they still make this thing? <laughs> Gross. See, Who uses it's this so phone funny. Book app? It's so funny, that the phone book app, LOL. It's so funny to see people's different reactions to Facebook's brands. Oh God, Facebook. Mid-20 just... mid year olds see Facebook and just have a completely different emotion than now they see Instagram and Meta. Fuck. Good so job, funny. Mark. So Did funny. you see that? Uh, I know you're going to say something. But sorry, real quick about Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You see that fucking Mark Zuckerberg, Gary Vee interview? Uh, not the whole thing, but I, that kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. I couldn't even watch it because Gary Vee kept interrupting Mark Zuckerberg. It didn't seem very flowy. Yeah, I was like, yo, you're going to let the guy talk? Like, Bro, he, he, Zuckerberg sounded like he was still on, like, on trial with, like, the government in that. Kind of I only like saw a couple to watch clips. what he said. Sure, but like Gary was talking, and he's just kind of talking like he was in in like in his interviews, and it's kind of colloquial, still very Gary V ish. But but then Zuckerberg's like not really having a conversation. It's kind of I mean it is I guess you have a you're in a big brand meta rebrand right now, and you gotta say things how you say them. Can't be super. I mean, but like if Musk was on there, Musk will be more conversational. It's you just Zuckerberg. So? Yeah. I mean I think I think Mark Zuckerberg was I didn't I, I've only seen like seconds of it too. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought he was like more natural than he usually is. Okay. And like giving information. But it, like he couldn't really say like every time he was about to say something interesting, yeah. Gary would like talk over him <laughs> with like the wrong answer. I, I did see I did see one thing of that where he was saying, um Gary answered everybody would own it, but Zuckerberg was saying everybody could do something else with it. And that, I, I found that funny. It's like, bro, you get, at some point you got to be like a, 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 a <laughs> talk about empathy an empathetic, empathetic interviewer and be a, a good listener. <laughs> he needs, he needs his listening line NFT Gary does. Yeah. I was, I don't know. I can't even watch it. Everyone in the comments too was like, yo, this was just Gary V trying to teach Mark about the metaverse. <laughs> I mean, he low-key might know more. I don't know how much Zuckerberg knows. I mean, well, I don't know. Nobody knows a lot. <laughs> but I feel like in this scenario, Mark might know a little more. He might be doing a little, a little R&D on the virtual reality. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of Microsoft, the, the biggest boys in the stock market, dude. Everybody's favorite stock to go along and get money from, allegedly, is partnering with Meta. 
the company formerly known as Facebook to integrate Microsoft Teams into Zuckerberg's workplace platform. I don't know what Meta Workplace is. It's Facebook Workplace or Workplace by Meta. It's now being rebranded. Will integrate with Microsoft Teams to live stream video into workplace groups. Wow, what a strategic partnership. One less thing that Meta has to do is make a video chat service that works. There's, there's nothing more Facebook to do than use other companies to make your product. Like they don't need to make their own. Like they can just bring over Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, all that shit. It's already, it's already ready to go. I've never heard of Workplace. By I think workplace is uh is that the horizon workrooms the thing the guy was talking about um where everyone's like little avatar at a table from what i'm looking at no it's still 2d zoom ish but i'm i would i would venture to assume that they'll have a virtual workplace if it's by meta and then <clears throat> so they integrated teams so that Teams is video for Microsoft. I never actually used Teams. I don't know what Teams is. I thought Teams was just like Google Drive stuff. Could be. But they Microsoft went hard with that for a minute. And they uh someone was talking about Microsoft's initial like moat of the software they implanted on PCs and how like if Facebook did that right now, and like people think of Microsoft kind of as open source, which I don't know if I agree with that. Um, but the brand that Microsoft or the move that Microsoft did earlier in the century, uh, if Facebook did that now, everybody would be up in arms about like software being implanted already. Facebook just got a brand problem. Mark Zucker. Jeff Tepper, head of Microsoft 365 Collaboration, says, One thing I've learned, there's not going to be a one and only communications tool on the planet. People are going to choose a number of tools, so I think it's on us as responsible vendors to make sure they can integrate and interoperate. Man, I was having a conversation with somebody about companies working with each other as a evolution of Web3 as the Internet goes on. Uh-huh. And... And the friction of, do you still have companies holding on secrets and getting super competitive? Or do you get an uber competitiveness via collaboration? Very open source, very, this is what we're doing. And just no secrets. Uber competitiveness via collaboration. Where everything's open and everything's collaborative, but everybody knows what everybody's doing. So they have to make a better product or market it better rather than competition via siloing information and making everything secret. I don't know. Do you think companies will move towards collaboration or stay secret? Well, the biggest company in the world has thrived on being super secret and not working with other companies. So there's an argument for that, but I would like to see like companies be more like partnered and open and stuff, but like whatever works works you know apple will undoubtedly continue to do what they're doing but at some point will it, will something not work you know <laughs> everything if, if it works it works until it works until it doesn't work 
Yeah, well, like in the in the in the way that. Well, these companies like if they make more money from being like secretive, I'm sure they're gonna do that until they make more money from being not secretive. So like, yeah. if there's like a company that is like super open and I don't know, they make a lot of money like selling digital clothes or whatever, and for some reason they make more money than Apple. Yeah, <laughs> I say that and I laugh. Then <laughs> I'm sure Apple will be like, okay, huh, let's uh, let's rethink this. Yeah, but I don't know. That's like it's so far like in the future it's hard to tell like i, I can't but even I mean, comprehend you see microsoft and facebook doing a little interoperability this microsoft head of cloud oh it is head of microsoft 365 collaboration mr tepper jeff i might but be wrong but i don't think this is their first time doing this microsoft something like this microsoft and yeah, facebook I, I, oh and facebook um i i also tend to have the assumption that microsoft has worked with other softwares microsoft yeah microsoft was like because that's kind of their whole thing. Was Bill Gates was like, I want Windows on everything from yeah. the beginning. And and that kind of fits in the mold of like Android op- open yeah. source stuff. And that's that's also Mark's whole like uh, pivot. Mark's whole get up like everything needs to work with everything because then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's yeah. where like that's that's the, the, the hot word of like web 3 right now is interoperability. And you had V and, and Zuckerberg talking about, I like how Gary put it. He was saying, <laughs> he put it really cool too. He's talking about as, as kids are on games. And really a lot of this stuff is just kind of an evolution of like gaming. Like I do kind of struggle with a little bit of right now, especially metaverse is kind of just like an extension, like I said, of gaming and workplace remotely. I think the bigger vision is the open sourceness of companies and innovation. Either way, um, Gary V was saying, like, as kids are on games, they're on Roblox, but they want to level up to like uh, Fortnite as they grow older. But all that money mm-hmm. they spent on Roblox is going to be stuck in Roblox. So you transfer oh, that money with some coins or some crypto over to Fortnite. Very cool. So you're going from from world to world, and that's kind of the interoperability of of the games, and that's what interoperability of Web three and, and apps and stuff would be. I see. See, that's a that's a better description because this whole time I was thinking like, okay, so what? Are you playing Fortnite, and then you have that character, and you jump into Grand Theft Auto? That too, but probably more so currency wise. Okay, so like if you're rich in Fortnite, you're rich in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and it, like even if you go like to the tech of like Cardano and stuff, and like when when they say interoperability, they want everybody to be able to move through fiat and like traditional finance and all of these chains, and they want to be that bridge that can be that swap easily. I believe from the, from his whiteboard, Mr. Hoskinson. Damn. Interoperability, folks. Speaking of, did you want to go into a little NFT basic for Let's for my it, like for my guy, homegrown wealth? Of course, everyone wants to know what NFTs are so they can explain it to their aunt and uncle at Thanksgiving. Let's uh, first give me your definition, then I'll look up what other people's definitions are. Okay. Um, you know, it's funny. Before I hop into my definition, the 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 very true definition mm-hmm. of nft like 
being a token that's attached to something, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I haven't heard that definition since like January. <laughs> of, of something being kind of owned and, and not art, but like a piece, yeah. a piece no, of look, code that makes something uh, solely unique. Or like the way, the way you first describe it, like you can only trade this token for this piece of digital art, like fungibility, non-fungibility. Try, give, me, give me a sentence for a five-year-old try. Okay. Um, NFT is a way to represent that there is only a certain amount of a digital thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like the law, it's the code. It can't be changed. Um, y- yes, there's, there's better words that can make it even simpler that I'm going to find, but I'm going to read a definition of it first of what okay. Investopedia says. All right. Investopedia says non-fungible tokens or NFTs are a cryptographic asset on blockchain with unique identification codes and metadata that distinguish them from each other. Unlike cryptocurrencies, they cannot be traded or exchanged at equivalency. This differs from fungible tokens like cryptocurrencies, which are identical to each other and therefore can be used as a medium for commercial transactions. Okay, dumb that down a lot. NFTs are unique cryptographic tokens that exist on a blockchain and cannot be replicated. Um, this, is, this is my working sentence, and I'll have it better in the future. But NFTs, non-fungible token, is a piece of code that proves... I want to say uniqueness, but that still doesn't get across the information good. I also want to say digital scarcity, but that also doesn't give you the idea well enough. What have you said? An NFT is a way to prove that your digital product is one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think that's solid? Yeah. Um, so if you have a card, a, a physical trading card, um, with a signature by Michael Jordan on it. There's only one of that because you can only make one physical card in the world and you especially know it's it's one of one because it only has it has that signature. Um you can kind of validate a physical trading card by people but like if you have a card and I write John on it, this is the only card in the world that has the word John on it. In the digital world, you couldn't really verify uniqueness of anything. Uh, you could save an image, and it's just an image is an image is an image. It, it, it'll say image.jpg. Um, people made some technology, and now there's code that is uh, interacting with blockchain to verify ownership and uniqueness of something online. But Ricker, yeah, yeah. How is that any different than me just pressing right click save? Like I can save that picture of a Michael Jordan trading card and have it just like you. Not really. You can you can enjoy the picture, but this code via blockchain is the only code that says this piece of digital thing uh, belongs to my address or my identity online oh 
still not a uh, not the best answer to that. I'll work on that. But well, I like your sentence. NFT. Say it again. I already forgot it. NFT. NFT verifies is a uniqueness. That your digital yeah. product is one of a kind. Yes. In the world where anything can be replicated for free, mm -hmm. we need a way to prove scarcity. Yeah, the scarcity thing is also something I'm like is the words that pop up, but it's not the best answer, you know. Those Simplest in the video answer. game realm and those like younger people in general have a way easier time grasping the yeah. overall picture. Yeah. I mean it, it all stems from games, man. The gaming the gaming thing of of it all. Because gaming is very digital. And if you have that digital mindset, you're an internet kid, it comes a little quicker. Um, like I said, trading cards is kind of a good example for physical stuff. Um, well, like a house, dude. And if you have a deed to a house, <clears throat> you t technically own that house. You could even say that it's more like real ownership via code than like an ownership of a house or land. Also um, because like everyone can see your digital deed yeah but it's also a little less like theorized theory like i have i have paper that says i own this piece of land but do i yeah i could just rip it and say <laughs> I, I own it yeah, i wish I, could, I take it by force like, i wish i could it? simplify like what the code actually does i think i'll hop into that and see if i can make some sentences that makes that easier like literally how it works simplify what the code does um, yeah because i can i can say like this code makes verify something is one of one and unique that is a digital asset but like i can't say how why that happens i saw a really good tiktok explaining it let me see if i can remember it so this guy was like imagine you're in a classroom with like 10 people and mm -hmm. you have i don't know a toothpick or something. Um, something that's like easy to replicate. And you want to like share your toothpick with everyone in the class. So you like pass your toothpick to the person next to you, but you say, all right, when you grab my toothpick, you have to write your name on the board so that everybody can see that you have my toothpick. So as the toothpick gets passed around, people write, kids write their name on the board. And then the toothpick gets passed back to the person and the person has the toothpick again. But another person in the class is like, wait, no, this is your toothpick. This is the original one. I was hiding it. And then the guy is like, okay, well, let's just refer back to the board and see, like, go down the chain. Oh, wait, no, this is my toothpick. Because, like, we can verify the, mm -hmm. there's, the trail there's, of it. There's a record of a trail of an asset. Yeah. Okay. That gets there. I still want to. First, I kind of like want the explicit of like techy techy stuff of what the code does, how it interacts with blockchain, and then be able to spit that out for a five year old. Okay, but yeah, that's a good. Kid. That's a good uh, representation. That's that's kind of just blockchain tech. Yeah. Um, of having a verified record by other people verifying it with computers. So you have a record. Um, record i hope that helps mr homegrown wealth so it was a little long drawn 
and uh, we got to a, a succinct sentence towards the end, but it, it verifies digital uniqueness. It's all about education here in the space. We're all about oh, educating, learning. learning, everybody, reading. I saw uh, a uh, Will Smith TikTok, uh-huh. and it said uh, it was, it was in, in, like a long time ago at the Kids Choice Awards. Uh-huh. Just getting, getting one of them orange balloons. Blimps. Uh, I've always wanted one of those. Dude, you can still do it, bro. You got it. I know. I do they still have a Kids Choice Award? I don't know what I would get a Kids Choice Award for. Yeah, you kind of have to be like a kid guess, actor. No, I feel like you got to be like a basic movie. Okay. You know, well, like just something like kids would watch. Like Kevin Hart could get one. The Rock could get one. Fucking Will Smith. Will Smith, easy. He was on sitcom or you could just be a, a youtube star gary v could get one dude you could you could get extreme tiktok fame in like a year and like okay okay i don't know if gary v would get one he swears too much sure i i man i i was i was talking to pat buteau a couple guests numb to comb on i think he might have actually changed his tiktok name but the guy and uh i i uh i said freaking and i said i said mmf mfers and he's like, can you, are we allowed to cuss? And I was like, yeah, you can cuss. I just, I, I kind of have a, a physical exercise of like not cussing because I think it's a, a nice mental exercise. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I, I read someone said sometime like, if you take account of how much you actually swear, it's like you realize how much like oh, you don't really have control of what you're, what you're saying. It's just like innate and not very um, disciplined. And if, if Gary V one time was like, took account of how much he cussed, he'd be like, am I actually like choosing what I'm saying or am I a slave to the cuss word, you know? And then you I'm know what sure he say like back to me? his content. He's <laughs> like, wow, it's a lot of swearing. That's what I say, dude. But he, he'd either say like, I don't care, dude, whatever. That's just me, bro. But yeah. it, it is a very uh, interesting mental exercise to not cuss. Oh, my coworker brings her kid in sometimes. Yeah. And like everybody like just keeps cussing. Like the nine year old isn't there. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm looking at his mom like, like, is, is this cool? Like, you should try it. Try it for like a week, man, of, of not cussing. Then you realize how much you do cuss and how much, uh, I don't know, maybe you feel a little cleaner just from a mental discipline perspective. Is it like quitting porn? Kind of, I guess. Jordan Peterson said something interesting about porn. He said, okay. (laughs) And I love this. He said, um, so like, this is like the first time in history where men have access to just like thousands of images and videos of naked women, where it used to be like back in the day before the internet, before like the porn industry, you would see one maybe two naked women in your lifetime if you were lucky and so now since we're like diluted with just so much like sexual imagery imagery our timidness has gone up our sexual urgency has declined so men are more like timid around women because you don't have that urgency to like go up to a woman to to, like talk to her to fuck you know the uh the semen decline not the semen but what what is it the uh What's been declining in men? Is it semen? testosterone? T- 
maybe that, but I think legit semen or something. <laughs> but that makes sense. Yeah. That's I'm interesting. Like, dude, that's, that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a... Uh, well, it, it, it's like the, it, like I said, I go back to like the dopamine hacking. And when you get a bunch of exposure to something that uh, one floods your brain with like chemicals, then uh, you act differently than in the past. Yeah. When it like build up, be like, all right, this is, this is a woman. I need my, my brain is, wants me to reproduce. So it's going to flood me with a bunch of stuff that biology says is good. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is like an interesting time in history because like, you know, there's just, there's just so much, there's just so much porn and like, (laughs) (laughs) I like that sentence. This is an interesting time in history, dot, dot, dot. Well, it's like, it's like, like worlds are, or timelines are crossing. You have technology, which allows you to create entertainment very cheaply and distributed for almost free. And then you have a time in history when, where women, at least in first world countries have more rights than they've ever had in history. Yeah. So, you know, they're just like, using their bodies and like to as commodities exercising like those newfound freedoms that they couldn't do other times in history using technology. And I bring this up because the model, Emily Rudajkowski or something, I think that's her name. Uh, she was, a uh, well, she, and she was on some music video. She's pretty famous. Um, and she was talking about how, when she was first getting started as a model, she was like thinking that she was like being super like empowering to woman because she was like revealing herself and like taking back her power and all that. But then she realized that like, she was like giving her body up as an image and then people could do whatever they wanted with that image from there on out. And other people even like men were making like money off that image. And that was like the opposite of power. Interesting. I, yeah. There was a, <laughs> I, there was a song that was uh, called like, you don't own me by uh, a female sung it in, in the fifties or sixties or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like a, it was a woman empowerment song, but it was written by men and like for like probably male run record labels. Yeah, I thought that was very ironic. <clears throat> yeah, it is interesting, um, man. There's a YouTube channel of short films called Amuleto, and it was really good. Like I, I, I've, I've said before that a lot of media is, is kind of like, uh, if you watch media, then you like kind of see the future already. Um, there's a lot of cool VR, like AR, uh, films that are on there. Uh, short films. It's on what? Omeletto. Omeletto. It's a YouTube channel that just pumps out very cool short films from other people, I believe. Uh, it's a great a great way to, to waste about 20 minutes. Um, really, really good films. Now, I wanted to talk to Chris about short films versus long films. We'll get him on later. Um, yeah, we gotta get homeboy. December or something mid-december um two that i watched recently was uh relating to like 
expanded reality, like AR via contacts. And another one was like headset VR stuff. Uh, the contact thing was they're presumably in the future. This couple has an anniversary. They have their AR contact lenses in, lenses in and they see their partner as like a different person or like a different body form. Oh, so no. they're actually at the end, they're old people and, and it reveals they're old people and, but they've been looking at each other in like young versions of themselves. Uh-huh. And so the dilemma was uh, the guy was using a different image of a person that he used to date rather than his wife. Uh, and then they, they fought over that a little bit, but then he, cause you also can't see what the other person is seeing. So the guy was like, well, what do I look like to you? And, uh, then he figures out it's the young version of him. Um, and then at the end you realize they're, they're old people. Um, damn. Yeah. Really good film. If you look in Omeletto couple, like couple deal with. Uh, or question their reality and you should find it it's uh two white people brown hair um very cool but things like that it's also people kind of hype up all this tech and very very much so but like if people was talking about an iphone like 60 years ago and be very hype up but now we use it and it's just very layman and of course like this is just a thing so when you see films that are represented in the future with technology that hype up now in present day in the future is just kind of like another story to tell about couple bickering. Um, These are very script titles on Omeletto. In- interesting title, right? A woman Cause... discovers a recording of her parents, ex-lovers reconnect of a car ride during the pandemic, two young brothers. Yeah. It's like not titles. It's well, like the descriptions. Title, the titles after that, but the, the t- so they have a, they have a, a break or a, a, the, the pipe it's called the pipe character mm-hmm. and then they have the movie title but uh yeah the description because i mean if you have a channel full of movies and it says clara as a title yeah no one will watch that shit yeah yeah it's, it's a, interesting what works yeah because every day i see like shit you don't think will work but this is working it's also uh i mean once it's not like super organic their search they're looking for like once people are on that channel and they've watched two videos. They know what's going on, and they it's quality stuff, so they know that already. If you have um, just a nice beefy niche channel, yeah, yeah, just with years of content, yeah, that's in perpetuity, just, man. It's just money. That's just digital real estate right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Dorian, dude. Dorian got a Grant Cardone interview. Yeah, that I was wondering stuck, if dude. he paid for that. I know he charges thirty grand an hour. I was gonna. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. No, he does. The guy made a video about no, it. No, but I, I'm saying I don't. I don't. I don't think. Oh, he did. No, I don't think so. He could. Very possible. Um, but I, I tend to believe that he might have just got that through relationship. What? Uh, I mean, I know Dory would make some money now, so like I'm it's, thinking it's it would possible. probably it'd probably be worth it to just pay that. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a solid interview. Not only do you get views, you get like fucking with, talking time with Grant yeah, Cardone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if of, it's like, yo, if you have to like pay more to be like, yo, can I also like publish this yeah, as yeah. a podcast versus just talking? I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess it, it will create, I'm, I'm trying to think of the return of 30 K. Um, 
for a Grant Cardone interview. If your business, if you have a business that's doing like 200 grand a month and you want to get it to like 800 grand, I'm sure that'd mm. be worth it. If he has some inside nuggets to like show you. A little bit of nuggets. But I mean, a nugget can only go so far. Maybe some con. I mean, Grant if, does have good content marketing. If Grant Cardone was like, yo, you just changed this one thing right here, bro. <laughs> and bam, sales just go through the roof. I would be like, so worth it. Yeah. 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 But, but also I need to be like, I got to like, maybe if someone referred me like, yo, Grant audited my business. I paid this and he doubled my sales. I'd be like, okay, sure. Fuck sure, it. sure. Sure. I guess a little bit of a brand trust too. If, uh, even just like the clip of him, <laughs> of him saying he's a good interview. That gives some, some good, uh, some brand loyalty. That's like fucking, he can add that to the list mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. whatever the list is that has him charting on iTunes. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, Grant yep, Cardone yep, yep. said I'm a good interview. The, the good <laughs> as, as seen on, uh, oh, 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 I didn't think of it. Yeah, obviously, that makes sense. You, you have, you have a, you can now say, yes, I, I, I can teach you how to get interviews with dope people. Ah, okay. Nice. Damn. Yeah. All right, damn. All right. Course, full course right there. Lovely. Oh man, I, I was talking to Dorian. Uh, this is, is a fun little secret for anybody listening. So enjoy. Uh, LinkedIn has a learning platform uh, with just just oodles and oodles of courses. Some are free, some are paid, but you can see the table of contents. And if you're trying to make a course, bro, you go over to LinkedIn Learning, whatever it's called, and you have at least a table of contents that you can source from. It's amazing. Man, nice play. Nice play. I saw that. I was like, heck yeah, dude. I was proud of my guy, dude. Probably going to go crazy on the algorithm. Probably going to go crazy on the CPM, bro. <laughs> like going from a music channel to, I'm still, he's still a music channel, music channel to business channel Con- slash my- crypto channel. No, I was, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember, and I was thinking, I think this morning, seeing his Instagram at the top, the I, I, one day I saw the change from from music marketing to content marketing, and it was right when he was uh, he was getting uh, into the the reels of using other like motivational stuff. Definitely gonna start doing that on Rick and Bond channel. Um, That'd be a good play. Yeah, yeah. Just copy the fuck out of it. I, all I do is I live in the wake of Dorian. You know, he's my guy. <laughs> That's what fucking what's his face said. Um, a uh, guy that made Walmart. He said, "Every good idea I've ever had, I copied." Oh, oh please, yes, yeah. This is, Shout I, out I, Mark Walton. I listen to smart people My and then I steal their stuff, and I sometimes I give them credit. Sometimes I collab, but uh, I'll never, I'll never say completely like, "Oh, this is completely me," unless it is completely me. And I do some nice research, but even research is like open source, you know. Whenever someone says, "Hey, you copied your idea," I just ask them but did I do it better? Like, do you like it more? <laughs> like, did I execute it better or what? Good question. To ask. I would have just said, yes, sir. I did. But here we are. You're talking to me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you can copy mine. Just <laughs> You can have a hey, free game right here. Dude, I saw it, man. It, it's, I got stoked on this too. There was a 50 cent headline on Twitter for something. And I saw it, it was, it was Dorian's video, but it was it, no Dorian title on there but you know the branding strong dude you know it's a dorian brand 82 in this bit that's dope yeah. on that man it's fun to see fun to watch inspirational 
Yeah. From uh, doing smoky interviews with you West know, 25th that's, Street. Well, why do you think he's successful, dude? I mean, I'm not going to take all the credit, but just 95% of the credit. <laughs> yeah, I saw you did an interview with the new residents. Yeah, yeah. How did that uh, come about? I, I went on live on Adobe. They just hopped on. They yeah. knew about the my, guy, house Brecken. Lore. my guy, Brecken. Uh, I'm not sure. I got, they probably just found through the, uh, well, no, it's not attached to the site on Google anymore. Uh, but they, they know about the, I mean, you heard them, bro. They're sitting out Adobe. They know it's good. They know it, dude. They know I it's wonder. good. They should just keep calling it that. Uh, <laughs> I, I was listening and, and, uh, they were like, oh man, we, we're doing nothing, are we? Like some kids in the in like on the side. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I was trying to see like, all right, you got 11 seniors in USC. Who codes? Who can help me out here, Brecken? His name is Brecken, first of all. Senior year at college. Yep, yep, yep. We were doing stuff. We were making some content. We're doing some shows. Uh, we were holding, trying to hold some events. Love some events, man. You're doing some stuff, just exercising those creative muscles. It's very creative, a little less, I mean, it was still enterprising, but uh, the mode of enterprising wasn't exactly full formed in me, at least. The Um, simpler time. My life's pretty simple right now. (laughs) That's probably the simplest it's ever been. I think it's always kind of simple, man. I don't think it's ever too complex. Yeah, I don't know. During uh, COVID was pretty complex. Beginning COVID. Yeah. Eviction, no job. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to live. You break it down and it's like, all right, well, this is pretty simple. You got about four factors here. And I still, I know what they are. COVID's a little unknown, but I'm not. Unemployed, need a job, need a place to stay. That's like two things you got to figure out. Still kind of simple. It's a little bit stressful, but... The action kind of plays itself out. Yeah. And everybody's still alive. Everybody's still alive. Uh, I talked Um, to Sean Lee the other day. Yeah. He'd be be on the music. He'd be on the tour. He'd be going hard on the music. He did say he's a little less secure monetarily, but more peaceful, he said. Yeah. Yeah, we did go out to eat the other night, oh, no. and we just spent a bag. Not even that much. 25 bucks. Like 30 bucks. That's a little. But it was like, after a fat workout, like a three-hour workout, we were like, yo, let's just go fucking just eat a lot of food. Yeah. And we did that. It was, it was fun. Nice. Uh, speaking of monetary, dude, you ever heard of Coinbase? Yes. I bank with Coinbase. <laughs> do you do you have a they're, they're, my mortgage from Coinbase? <laughs> a mortgage from Square, maybe. Coinbase probably might get into the the, the debt game eventually. You can probably. you can you can you can uh, you can borrow you can. with Bitcoin on Coinbase right now. Yeah, fuck the, the return the rate. The rate is not fun, but um, if you got an idea and you need some cash, well, that I, I've heard a lot of people say that's kind of the future of Bitcoin of. You have an ecosystem, you build up a base of crypto and you lend it out to do things and you keep the ecosystem going. Damn, I just want one Bitcoin. Do I, I mean, though? I could have bought one. I don't know. Maybe next it's time. It's also like, you also could just have fractions of a thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I was just like, you just got one Bitcoin. It's like, cool. I got one. Sure, it's like sure, sure. better than a house. <laughs> I can't live in it, but it appreciates like a motherfucker. So far, so far. Yeah, I was reading, I was reading uh, the book Market Wizards. It's a good book for, uh, for traders and stock cats. Um, but this guy was talking about gold and commodities in the past and as a as a store of value how people talk about bitcoin is like new gold but he was saying like gold and other commodities that had a store of value didn't didn't always hold that store of value and like even goes up and down and like some commodities used to be the gold of the time but now they're not valuable uh nothing nothing value lasts forever except time maybe but even that, you could screw with some time a little bit, man, in the future. You can't? I mean, you, you hop into VR, that Black Mirror episode. Oh, um, shit. Mm. But even that is limited by, like, the time you're alive. Yeah. Which you can't control. Nope. Unless you kill yourself. Unless you kill yourself. <laughs> you have complete control over your <laughs> destiny. <laughs> really? That's like the ultimate power. <laughs> well, there's, there's still... Shout out my guy Sam Harris, dude has has uh, his free will theories that, at least for thoughts, I don't know if that goes into actions, but like you don't pick your thoughts. You can you can say you pick your thought, but even the thought that you said you picked, thoughts pick you. Kind of like the, they just appear. It's his thing. It's like he says humans are only aware because they're in like consciousness, and consciousness is awareness. And people uh, identify themselves very strongly with their thoughts. And that's where like emotions and like identity comes from. But if you kind of think about your thoughts and see if they just come and go just like a sound would, like if a, if a neighbor had a lawnmower, I don't control that sound. It, I knew it, when I had thoughts about murdering everyone, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> your honor, Sam Harris said, my thoughts are not of my own free will. Yeah, your honor. It's still Sam Harris's something. fault. <laughs> but you still i mean you have responsibility for the actions that you do but you're, you're th like even this like i've talked for about an hour and i i haven't consciously thought about any words that are coming out of my mouth i know rogan and some other people have talked about that i shouldn't what am i getting rogan air time for you want rogan that, on the pod dude dude rogan has been begging me to get on the pod <laughs> i'm like yo we're booked for like the next month my guy i'm sorry uh, Give me some help. Like, he's like, I'll pay you to get on the pod. I just love the show so much. No, no, please. No, no, no. Um, yeah. Thoughts arise just like any other like sound that you have no control over. Uh, and, and you don't really have free will over the thoughts that come in. Damn. Yeah. That's. And meditation kind of helps you see that a little bit. But th the analogy is like, I don't have free will over what I hear. If a lawnmower is going, then it's kind of, it, I'm going to be aware of that lawnmower appearing in my awareness and it'd be, it'd be the same thing for thoughts. Damn. Yeah. Maybe we should all just stop thinking. Well, that's the thing. You, you don't stop thinking. They arise. They arise. Um, Coinbase, I was talking about, got to reset that. Um, I think it was Coinbase specifically, but let me, let me set the stage here. Man, speaking of NFTs, let me just do a quick drawback. There's a platform called Vivi. Uh -huh. It's not a good N NFT platform. I can't, it's not interoperable with anything. I don't even know if I can cash out. 
You can Correct. pay with pay with fiat. You you don't pay with crypto. Um, it might not even be an NFT, but it Dangerous. says there's limited runs, right? Uh, and they have limited runs of licensed Disney stuff. And I think that's very cool. I, I bought a an Avengers collectible. That's. Can you that send is, it to a wallet? Can't send it to a wallet. Okay, fuck that. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> Licensed by Disney. Licensed by Disney is the point. Um, and they also <sighs> appreciate man. these these joints have been appreciating like crazy. What is like, okay, what would that be like akin to though? Like Apple, but like it's it, it I would, don't know. This, At least Apple. Yeah, it's it's has, very like, well to justify staying in their ecosystem. The, the justification is that Walt Disney is licensing this thing and it's their first digital collection of anything. Will I be able to send it in the future? I, I believe so. This this Ugh, $60 Mickey's Sorcerer hat. Okay, look at this thing, bro. Come on. Licensed by Disney. 0%. Licensed you by can't, Disney. You can't like show it off to your friends that you bought that. You gotta get cause... that hat. You got that moat. Oh my god! Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, Ooh, slippery slopes. Okay, so like the people that made that obviously don't understand NFTs. Like they could have done the same thing and made it like open, but but it's Disney did it. <laughs> yeah, Disney. but it's like yes, you're right. Uh, it's like but, what? Like what is the benefit of that? That's like buying. That's like buying crypto on Robinhood. That's the same thing. It is. It's bad, but it's rare, uh, and. And it's a. Uh, is it real though? Like, can you see the blockchain transaction? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Fuck, dude. How do I know? I could just like I have the same one right here, bro. Licensed well, by Disney, dude. But that that is kind of the moat and verification. If if it's only in in one app, you don't have the the kind of trust and and I guess like brand loyalty of blockchain technology. But this is the only place you can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. That could, to me, that kind of like degrades the value. Licensed by Disney, digitalness. It's digi It's Disney's first digital collectible. You know what else were digital collectibles? Everything I bought on Club Penguin. But outside of Club Penguin, they were worthless. All right. <laughs> like like I bought like like if you buy an Iron Man costume for your yeah. penguin. Disney, I'm, let's do better. Oh, interoperable in the future, though. I, mean, I see on. the future. I see the vision. Come on. Come like, on. if you could just send that to your wallet, or yeah, like, just, just, dude, bro, like, just toss that on OpenSea, yeah, that shit would go up like a motherfucker. It's already on up, and I can't buy it. Ultra rare. Zero of 4,333. I wonder, I hope Coinbase's NFT platform is, like, open. And not um, closed and not like land. I mean, you can you can send an NFT to a Coinbase wallet, can't you? Not not the you can't send it to the exchange, but you can send it to the Coinbase wallet app. And they and they do have a new browser extension for their wallet. Coinbase does. They Did do like know? their wallet, except right now my wallet has a huge glitch in it. It says I have thirty two billion dollars. Nice. Yeah. So. Even the if coin, that were true, I wouldn't be able to cash that out. 
Imagine the uh, taxes on that. Ugh. Yeah, you'd have to do a little reading. Like, what the fuck would I even do? Like, obviously, I would it. convert it to Ethereum and keep it in a wallet that's not connected to my identity at all. And yeah. just, like, let it chill there and then maybe, like, cash out, like, $1,000. I mean, keep your Coinbase wallet separate then, you know? Yeah. Fuck. What a nightmare that would be. But not really. A good nightmare. It, I would definitely want a little bit of privacy. And yeah, there's fucking there's, Uncle Sam licking his lips. Oh, that too, that too. Well, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> 32. Imagine the tax. What is that? Like a $15 billion tax? Um, I don't know. What is that? 30% probably? That has to be like 50%. Maybe. In Biden's America, I will literally be like the fourth richest guy on the planet. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find salaries of crypto stuff. I don't know if it's Coinbase specifically. Yeah, here we go. Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase, you ever heard of it? No, yes. It's a crypto exchange. They exchange crypto. And they pay people for things. Uh, how much do you think an, an engineer gets to work on the back end of Coinbase? One. Right. One of One of five. $160,000 for a back-end engineer at Coinbase. Whoa. A senior engineering manager gets 260000 A senior recruiter, which is interesting, gets 155000 That's what I uh, made this month on my Shopify store selling <laughs> clown t-shirts. I'm 14. I can't even <laughs> add that to my bank because I don't have an account yet. I need my mom's permission. Learn how I did it. Only here on <laughs> by <Disney> my course. <laughs> <laughs> the money goes straight to my mom's account. <laughs> I've made six hundred thousand dollars in one month. My course is only sixty dollars. What I'm do you say? <laughs> Thirteen. I have eighty YouTube channels <laughs> pumping me a million dollars a month of passive cash flow. <laughs> Learn how I did it here. My course is twenty dollars a month. There are some kids out there that are really impressive with their online business skills. It's true. It's true. It's really fascinating. It's true. It's really fascinating. I mean, it's the digital lemonade stand. Yeah, people it's just crazy. The it's like just like it's like the money some of these these youngsters make. Yeah. Like literally, like dwarfs what their parents would ever dream of making. It is. It's crazy. While mom is working at the grocery store making 35K, little Aiden, 12-year-old Aiden is pulling 60K a month selling fidget spinners on Facebook. According, time. according to Business Insider, Visa on the low end pays a blockchain developer $77,000. It's egregious. That's pretty low. <laughs> That's quite egregious. Yeah, you can make more, honestly, being lower management in and out. <laughs> uh, the highest number that Business Insider has, um, $300,000 for something, for a financial analyst of a deal partner distributed systems in crypto. But also, if you're a blockchain startup, how much money do you really have? A startup? To like pay like people you're probably like it we could give them some equity a startup i mean are you vc backed bro because people love pumping into, into crypto projects right now 
you, let's say you're VC backed and you have $10 million, but you need like 30 engineers or something. What you need 30 engineers for? I don't know. Maybe you just got that product. 60 times 30. 60 times 30. I don't know. I literally guys just outsource to India. Like, come on, what are you doing paying people in America for? It's expensive to live here. Can't afford I mean, to pay these people. It's not uh, cripple the American economy, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. We get a hop ship to a different economy once it's in shambles. I don't a slow, I don't, slow decrease. I don't have any advice to the people that refuse to learn the skill with the changing times. Sure. How does that fare for the American economy? You never know. It could be riddled with abundance that money all that money that could be made creating products for cheap could be like used elsewhere in society possibly i don't know i like the, i like the uh the mindset of abundance that is something though man that people think about if you're i mean i guess apple's done it obviously but if people are making small businesses or even just products um does it go back into American economy hmm. or is the world well, just getting more and more global? And how does that fare for, for countries that have uh, made surpluses via moats? Well, here's a, here's an, an, an okay example. Okay. I love okay examples. Uh, I was doing some research on animation. Yeah. So animation, all the pre-production takes place in America. The writing, the storyboarding, the art, the coloring, all that stuff takes place in America. And then they send all those files, usually to Korea or some other Asian country, where they fill in all the frames. Usually it's like in America, they'll do like one every 12 or one every 24 frames. So in Asia, they're filling in everything else. And it takes like six months because... You need like a team of a lot of people to do like a 30 minute episode of a show. And it's really expensive to pay people in Los Angeles. So since the sixties, they've been doing it that way. So in return, you're producing a show for cheap. And if the show is like really popular, like, I don't know if you make the Simpsons or family guy or Rick and Morty or SpongeBob or something that in return can create jobs because people are spending money on SpongeBob merchandise. People are, watching the show and the show is like bringing in advertising and that's like creating abundance for other businesses, you know, kind of like, or kind of like a ripple effect. It's kind of like a splash. I'm not sure uh, how expensive it would be to pay all those people to be in America, but I'm sure it'd be quite expensive. I'm sure networks are, would, could only afford to make like two or three shows as opposed to like 12 at a time. Makes some sense. Did you watch a documentary or something? What's your What's your source? I just watched uh, I just watched a new show on Netflix, and I was right. like, it sparked my shit in animation again. I was like, okay, nice. let me watch some shows on YouTube. Nice, nice, nice. There's some shit on YouTube, but yeah, the history of animation. Yeah, and that also creates more uh, competition in America because the very few animation jobs that they are there are you're only going to get the best animators. So that's kind of what I was saying about open sourceness, making competitive, even more competitiveness, competitiveness, even more competitive. So if everything's global, everything's collaborative and less 
nations just kind of working inside of nations like China did in whatever years they, they did that until they expanded globally. Uh, then do you create more competition? Probably. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Any other headlines? Any other things you're thinking of? I have... Um, I have something about VR in the future. What do I got? Um, Maker Studios. How are they doing? I was, I was just looking up some stuff on Maker Studios. They like wiped a lot of that company from like YouTube. Oh, yeah. Like there's a couple of videos like about like the history of Maker Studios, <laughs> uh -huh. but a lot of the content that they made is hard to find. Hmm. like especially like a lot of the behind the scenes vlogs i used to enjoy yeah. so i wanted to see like because that was one of the, like the first like legit company studios to come out of youtube and they kind of like a bit off more that they can chew i was really there, like, there wasn't any operations before that i don't think at that scale i mean they were like i remember those multi-channel networks were popping up and I always wondered how they made money because they would take like such a small percentage of a person's channel. Plus the channel was also splitting it with YouTube and they had like a bunch of employees. So I was like, yo, they, they gotta be getting like tons of VC money. But I guess in the end it fucking paid off when they sold to Disney. But then how they just closed money? that shit. how they make money? They made money from YouTube AdSense and brand deals mm -mm. but they would have like a lot of like when they would like do shows they would invest a lot of money into like sets and costumes yeah, they, i was like damn this is like they're trying to make like a fucking it was it was, very, it was cinematic a lot more so i don't know if people liked it like that man yeah it was kind of weird it was, was kind of like cinematic. not youtube -y. They they tried they tried something and it wasn't it wasn't really what people were veering towards on YouTube. Yeah, not a lot of people remember that era. Shout out Rhett and Link, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rhett and Link is still fucking They just killer. be making food videos. And I think they started a, a web, uh, a, like a branch that is not exactly mythical uh, about some like clothing. And something.la. 17.2 million subscribers. Man, they're interesting. And I, I saw a TikTok of them one time. And, uh, and I was like, damn, these guys really be just, you know, businessing it up. <laughs> Their characters on screen are like, and they have podcasts and stuff, but they're fun. I enjoy them. They probably are just like, this makes money. <laughs> like, yeah, we can't stop. We can't stop. What do the we kids do? love it. <laughs> it's, bro, I don't think it's hella kids, bro, is a thing. You don't? Okay. Their advertising <laughs> is very adult based. Cause I, I used to work with a guy in college. He used to work, watch them at work. And I used to yeah. kind of be like, isn't this show for kids? You know, I think there's a percentage, but I think it's adults, man. They, they have the Motley Fool as an advertiser. They would only do that if their demo was 30 year olds. I would love to see their demographics. I, I think there's um, a, probably a percentage cause they do like, they keep it, they keep it like, like Rick and like not Rick and Morty, but like those old cartoons on on Nick that were very adult, but you had kids watching them. They have that same vein. 
where it's you like ever, it, it's talking about cereal, but like it's adult. <laughs> have you ever been on Social Blade? Uh, yes. Let's take a look at some of these stats. What do they got? So Social Blade is kind of like they got to refer sometimes to incorrect because they base their CPM on zero or twenty five cents to four dollars per thousand views, and some channels make way more than that, but. What is like good mythical mornings niche? Would you say? Entertainment. Just entertainment. So maybe yeah. they're making. Honestly, they're probably making like five dollars every thousand views, um, which is not that great. But it says here they're making like two hundred dollars a month. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred dollars a month. Two hundred thousand dollars a month. Estimated two point four million a year. I, I feel um, like I feel like they make more, man. Oh yeah, this is just AdSense with brand deals. They probably make. I'm seeing even AdSense. More. I feel like they'd have a YouTube rep and be like, "Yo, we're a big part of your platform. We got two million views every video. Like, what's good? You need to bump up that CPM." Well, the CPM is determined by who wants to advertise on them. Let's see, so like an insurance company that. will probably pay a lot for advertising based on who they're advertising to they're more likely to like advertise on maybe Graham Stephan's channel, his finance channel, as opposed to good mythical morning. If you look at Graham Stephan's stats on social blade, his views are way, 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 way lower, but I know his CPM is way higher. So it says here he makes about $32,000 a month, but that's based on $4 a month. I mean, $4 every thousand views, but his CPM is probably like, Upwards of thirty dollars every thousand views. They got a Disney ad. They got a Vita something ad. They got. I don't know. They're not giving me ads right now, but they got some Disney ads. Probably make. I don't know. Probably make five six million. They have at least at least ten to fifteen employees. It's probably a couple hundred thousand. Probably more than that. Unless you're paying people like 40K. I think if they have 10 employees, they're probably paying them well. That's what I'm saying. Especially if you need someone to be as reliable as Big turnaround, dude. Making a show every day. Yeah. It's multiple shows every day. I think that's fucking. That's work. Yeah, that's not that's not a forty k gig. Their system is probably nasty. Oh, get them on the pod. Yeah, who has a system that's probably nasty? Philip DeFranco. I haven't seen a DeFranco stuff in a minute. Probably as a kick ass executive producer that's just on that shit. And Phil just comes in, sits, films, and dips. Isn't it the uh, that that larger chick? Oh, Remember, I don't uh, know the brunette girl. I'm, I've seen her a lot in the past. I don't yeah. know, but whenever I see um, a job opening yeah. for like an editor for him, it always <laughs> is like, this is not a job where you can learn on the job. You got to come <laughs> ready to work. Also, you got to have a car. A car? Like, a, lot of, a lot of jobs are like, yo, you got to have a car because they want you to like not be relying on public transportation and be late sure, all the time. For sure. Makes sense. Yeah. I, so I, I was like, very I much. used to want to work for him, but I've seen on Reddit that he's kind of a dick. I can, I can see it. Yeah, and also I don't really know if I want that that what? work life balance of an everyday show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He likes red backgrounds, eh? He likes... I don't know. I haven't watched him in a while. I don't know what to say. I'm looking at his thumbnails. It's uh, it's just a red, red YouTube logo. Is he just talking about YouTube people? Sometimes he talks about like TikTok shit, and I'm just like, bro, you don't care. Your writers are just 21. Do you think he's teetering on failing? Failing? Yeah. Oh, a charter. No, I think he has a pretty solid base. Yeah. And every once in a while, he gets one of he gets a pretty. Every once in a while, he gets a little viral video. But I mean, him just like Red and Link, he's been here since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like I feel like he would have failed by now. Mm-hmm. Dang, dude. Philip DeFranco. Streamy Awards 2016. He took oh. out all those really old videos. Yeah, I'm looking. He has a he has a reel of old stuff. Uh of source fed stuff. What was he doing at source fed? He was he made source fed. Yeah. He uh, but he just wasn't dude. on screen, hella, because I don't associate him with source fed. I think like YouTube gave him money and he was like, okay, I'm going to make source fed with this. Yeah. Good old DeFranco, man. Good old. Someone told me Lee Newton got fired. Was that yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. From the, they had a, they had a, a different source fed thing that I think might've actually failed, uh, called, Oh boy. Valley folk. So it was, it was a uh, horrible name. Oh, horrible views. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. What kind like, of views? 4K, 2K. Oof. 46K, sure. Oh my goodness, it's not, oh my God. Not uh, good for, no. not good for a, a low CPM niche. <laughs> a uh, Joe Beretta and Elliot Morgan and, ah, I forget his other name. Uh, but they made, they made a show called The Valley Folk. And then they fired Lee Newton. And I wonder what she did. I don't know. She was fucking Phil. And then they're still hanging out with like, you know, Trisha her do you know the source fed cast? Yeah. They they're still they still got some features from Hirschberger, Trisha Hirschberger. I wonder what happened to Lisa Nova. She's probably writing for Hollywood. She's probably just chilling. Forty eight videos seven years ago. Holy shit. See, really, that's a, that's it. Like, bro, you got some, some old blockchain. Get that on the blockchain, man. 14 years ago. When is it? Google, Google probably has blockchain as a, as a company, right? If you can record YouTube stuff on chain, yikes. With the graph. You know the graph? Is that a company? It's a crypto. Heard of Google it. blockchain. It's a uh, it gave you Coinbase stuff and it's kind of running up lately. Um, I got one more virtual virtual reality headline if you want to see the projected stats of virtual reality in the future. Okay. Virtual reality. You ever heard of it? Yes. The global virtual reality market size was valued at how much you think? Right now. In twenty twenty. 16 billion 15.81 billion whoa it is expected to grow at a compound annual growth rate which is known as a cagr of 18 percent from 2021 to 2028 
virtual reality is a digitally created experience where a three-dimensional environment is simulated with the real world. What? Technology offers an immersive experience to the viewers <laughs> with the help of VR devices such as headsets or glasses, gloves, and body suits. The technology has brought a transformation in gaming and entertainment industries by allowing users to experience immersion in highly virtual realm. There's something I forgot to bring up that is very, very interesting, Ponjen. We've talked about it before. Um, but what, 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 what? it is entertainment based, right? Universal Music Group is launching a NFT super group of musicians. They're launching a they're launching a band of, of Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs. Huh. They bought four Bored Ape Yacht Bored Apes Universal Music. Um through just pump the price. Through their 1022 PM label, which I didn't know of. Apparently it's their, their future oriented label. They announced the formation of Kingship, an NFT music group made of characters from Uber successful NFT project, the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Huh. 1022 PM founder Celine Joshua formed the group and engineered the first ever exclusive agreement to create a megaverse group. A megaverse? All right, wording. Kingship will be guided and developed through the creation of the mu original music, NFTs, metaverse activations, and community-based projects. The group represents a shift in the new generation of artists, fan, and community engagement. 10.22 p.m. Might want to look into what that is, because I didn't hear about it before I heard this news. Um, 10.22 p.m. is a next-gen Web3 label that discovers and develops artists, IP, brands, and digital creators today. They announced the formation of Kingship. Bored Apes. Making music. Did that just, like, inflate the price even more, or...? Probably. They probably are. What are they around? Two million? Well, two million? Holy shit. I'm holding on some bullshit NFTs for sure. Yeah. I got I got a cool project that I'll invite you to that. You know, I'm not a very big NFT speculation guy. I did one. Didn't pan out. Kind of cool art. Uh, you know, expectations are always the lowest they've ever been, especially in NFTs. Uh, this project's interesting, man. It's called Zoids. I'll invite you to the Discord, but uh, they have nice infrastructure, good aesthetics, and a nice little... Uh, it's very good to have a succinct vision from founders and leaders of any project, and a, a succinct ethos that can permeate through a community. Uh, and they, they somehow gravitated me towards that. Uh, I was funneled through their project via partnership with a Instagram channel called Metaverse and the second E is of the three. And I knew that from a man called Elliot who does the, the dunk uh, page on Instagram. And I was on that the Metaverse Instagram page for like two days and they're like, yo, we're doing ads with these people. But there's three posts and it's like, we're very selective of, what, of how we decide who we want to partner with. So off top, there's already like an ethos in your your mind about what's going on. I hop in, and these little duders, dude, these are some cats from Hawaii, some like 30-year-olds. They love crystals and, and whatnot and like earth 
uh, innovation. But uh, having an overarching theme emotionally for a project and getting people involved. Get, get your own lingo in a community. Get your own, uh, get your incentives via community helping works as well. Uh, and they got some cool art. So I'm gonna buy one of their things when they drop. Hot diggity down. Hot diggity dog, dude. Uh, I didn't ask how your week was going. How, how is your week went? How's it gonna go in the future? It's going great. I can't tell you how it'll be in the future. Why not? What do you plan for in the future? This week, uh, what do you got planned out? This week, what do I got? Isn't it Thanksgiving? Uh, Where's that next week? Is it the last week of November? Is yes. that when Thanksgiving is? Yes. Well, this is the second to last week of November coming up this Monday. Damn. So no, it's not Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I'm just chilling like a villain. Chilling. I got to make another YouTube video. I've been kind of slacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my videos caught an algorithm. Yeah, what you got? My Coinbase versus Coinbase wallet. What's the difference? Video. Had a nice little spike. Uh, You doing shorts, my guy? No, I'm not doing shorts. I, I'm just lazy. Yeah, yeah. How am I going to compress a 30-minute video into a minute? Coinbase. Coinbase wallet. You can honestly just do it from your phone. You don't need to do a, a, uh, a clip it from the video. Yeah, I could, huh? Yep. I could just like TikTok that bitch. Yep, yep, yep. Come on now. Pretty but yeah, it is, it is very uh, time-intensive. Yeah, maybe once I like make some money from this channel, I'll just outsource that shit. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely, uh, that, that the, the universal and the board ape project definitely going to be a good thing to talk about. Uh, you hear right here on Rick and Ball. I wonder um, if Dorian pays now. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> would be funny if he did it. I, I mean, be, I think he like, does. Bro. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he does, but I, I'm pretty sure he does. I think he does. He has to. He's like he's, like, he's content, bro. You, like you said in the, in the system of DeFranco, bro. You, you get two, three people, a solid 80k maybe if they're really good. Yeah. Fuck. That's like boom, boom. I, 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 I still want to know what his flagship income is, if it's course or what. I think it's more YouTube, if I had to guess. Perhaps, because killing it on YouTube, man. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful but we got see, that man. output too, like fifty videos a Ooh. day. But still, even if you have fifty videos a day, if if the content isn't up to snuff, people don't watch it. Yeah, I've been like kind of experimenting with like I used to be super big on like effects and music and stuff. But now I'm just like, I'm going to try just talking and like no effects and minimal editing and just see if it works. And I'm going to look at the retention rate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, Master it, dude. more than half people watch to the end. Oh, yeah. Solid. Which is pretty interesting. I'm like, okay, people, this obvious, this audience obviously values information. I would assume so. And my fucking watch time is through the roof, dude. Nice. For a couple of fucking videos, it's like a, 
119 hours. I'm looking at Dorian's page. You funnel it in with uh, celebrity people for a good long four minutes. Yeah. That's also that it's also about compounding, you know, just the more shit you have over time, like shorts and shorts and shorts, man. A video can go viral at any time. It's like popcorn. Pop. And you got to have a, a big old blanket of stuff for once you get people in to, uh, to binge. I got all this content for you. Come lick my asshole. What? Man, he does. That's a lot, a lot of stuff, boy. Yeah, content is king, like that one guy said. Who? What was he the founder of? Some guy who recently died. He was like a media mogul, super old. Love to be a media mogul. Content is king. I'm already there. It doesn't. I will someday. Oh, and that's it. Bill Gates? Uh, no, someone else you're thinking Bill of? Bill Gates didn't say it. That's what textbroker.com says. Yeah, dude. It's looking like Content is King is an essay by Bill Gates, 1996. Maybe the essay title comes from someone else. Um, yeah, it's like a That's quote. interesting. I'm going to read this. Why did Bill Gates in 1996 say Content is King? Yeah, why does it say Bill Gates said it? It was... In January 1996, Bill Gates wrote the following essay titled Content is King, which was published on the Microsoft website. Content is where I expect much of the real money will be made on the internet, just as it was in broadcasting. The television revolution that began half a century ago spawned a number of industries, including the manufacturing of TV sets, but the long-term winners were those who used the medium to deliver information and entertainment. When it comes to an interactive network such as the internet, the definition of content becomes very wide. For example, computer software is a form of content, an extremely important one, and the one that Mike for Microsoft will remain by far the most important. Summoner Redstone. Summoner Redstone? Uh, he was the CEO of National Amusements, Summoner. which owns Showcase Cinemas and Viacom. Cool. He looks old. Yeah, he was a fucking monster. Monster in business. 97 succession battles and warring ex-girlfriends just making networks buying ip now his family just owns like a third of hollywood billionaire media magnate oh magnate nice words family controls cbs and viacom which is just like most of the information of the united states uh critical role in shaping the landscape of the modern media and entertainment industry. Uh, yeah. Founder Sherry Redstone. Who's Sherry? Is that his mom? Oh, yeah? She currently serves. She's still alive. What? Probably not his mom. Oh, this was a... Uh, this is probably his daughter. She's the key. He's the chairman, president, and CEO. And the owner so Red cool one person owns viacom that's cool redstone took a small chain of drive-in theaters started by his father and through bare knuckle takeover battles and sheer determination is that literal or not actually bare knuckle boxing right i, mean, I don't know <laughs> <Forcing> <laughs> entertainment. 
<laughs> they might have they might have tried to settle network disagreements and negotiations with bare knuckle boxing. Damn, bought Blockbuster Video in 1994. Maybe not a good, maybe not a good. Investment. 1994. Yeah, I mean it's pretty popping. Yeah, you can say that now, but. As the chairman and controlling shareholder of CBS and Viacom, he presided over an array of media businesses that included CBS, Paramount Pictures, Showtime, Simon & Schuster, MTV, Comedy Central, and Nickelodeon. In 1999, he added the Tiffany Network to his holdings. This $37 billion merger with CBS catapulted Redstone from the business pages onto the public stage at age 76. Oh, so nice and young. <laughs> I mean, people... A lot of people don't hit their stride till 40, and then you compound a couple years, bro, 37 Billy. He's like, big ass cheeks, he has. Yeah, he is his uh, droopy face. He also Somewhere rose to become down. one of the America's richest men, amassing a personal fortune estimated by Forbes at more than $6 billion. This guy, holy billion. shit, this guy's so old, he can't keep his tongue in his mouth. Six billion. Imagine just like walking, like there's a picture of him right now walking down the hall of Walk of Fame. You never in a trillion years be like, yo, this guy owns half this city. Anything that isn't Disney, this guy owns. <laughs> Redstone claimed credit, <laughs> claim, claim credit for coining the phrase content is king. And if it, you know, if, if someone thinks he said it, then that might as well be as good as inventing it. It's kind of like an America Columbus type of deal. If you believe it, you know, mantra, he would repeat when asked about emerging threats to his empire. In this relentless drive, Redstone earned a reputation as a limelight-loving CEO. Never heard him before. At a win-at-any-cost dealmaker and a mercurial leader obsessed with his own stock price, which is only six billion. Come on. Um, <clears throat> personal life. I think girlfriends didn't like him, and family members had a fractitious, fractious relationship. That's probably how it goes. Uh, you know, I don't know. If twice divorced, don't care about that. But the the fractious relationship with family members isn't that fun. Sumner Redstone Young. Oh, to set up over who would gain control of an irrevocable irrevo trust that holds his interests in CBS and Viacom. That's probably a nasty battle, especially if your kids are horseshit. Sure. He went to Harvard and Harvard Law School, tapped by a Japanese history professor to help break Japan's military codes. After law school, Redstone was a special assistant to the U.S. Attorney General Thomas C. Clark. He later headed up at the tax department at a law firm. 54, he joined his father's Dedham Mass Business, Northeast Theater Group. His father also owned the Boston branch of the Latin Quarter Nightclub. So we got some equity in in the uh, freaking. It's probably the eighteen. No, 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 nineteen fifty four. I mean, his dad was probably born in the eighteen something. He was born nineteen twenty three. In nineteen fifty four, he was going into his father's theater business, also a nightclub. His father owned Redstone. Went to work alongside his younger brother Edward. The rival spawned the first of several. Family feuds that span decades, decades, and several court battles. If you're feuding with your family, what are you doing, dude? Come on. Unless your family is like sucky, but it kind of just. What if your like, family, what if he was in the right and his family was just leeches? 
I mean, the spawn of first of several family feuds that span decades. Uh, what if you're like, hey, son, I'm giving you $250,000 a year and you don't even have a job. Like, what, what more do you want? Edward sued his, wait, is Edward him? Or is Edward his brother? Edward his younger brother. Edward, Mr. Mr. Sumner's younger brother, sued his father and brother, accusing them of mismanagement and other wrongdoing. He left the business after they bought out his stake. Redstone eventually took over the company from his father, built it into one of the largest theater chains in the country, and changed its name to National Amusements, Inc. I personally would keep family and business separate. That's what Rockefeller did. His family or his children didn't know he was rich until they were like older. They like never saw him at work. And when they came to his job, they would come with someone else and like, they would never see him working. I mean, I don't know. I would have business in family as so much so as to, I mean, prop up the family. Maybe if like, cause like, like, let's say your kids have like no interest in like what your business does. You know, I'm not going to force them to work there. Are you talking about, I'm, I'm not thinking of kids. Oh, you think about like brother, sister, siblings, parents, like them working for you. I don't know. In, but I also don't think that's, I don't know, but the separation I can get, but I mean, still prop up a family with business acumen. I would just like, just feel like it. no family members working for my company. Unless like, I don't know, I had a kid or something that was like, Hey, I love, I'm passionate about this. I want to learn. I'll be like, all right, let's fucking learn. But you know, it's like, it's like you have a family bakery and your kid hates to bake, but they got to work there. And then your dad's like, one day you're going to take over the bakery son. And it sounds like, I want to be a dentist, dad. I don't want to be a baker. And then Forced. their dad dies and you just have this business that you hate. Yeah. And you got to run. Force isn't great. And that also doesn't seem like, you know, the best scenario of business ever. It sounds like you're kind of still stuck in it and not very free from it. <laughs> The fucking uh, YouTuber David Dobrik gave his friend like a business mm-hmm. to run or like one of his friends, like gave their parents like a business, like a sandwich shop or something. And I'm thinking like, dude, that's just like, you know how much work a restaurant is? Yeah. It's not very fun. That's like fucking hell. A lot of supply chain stuff too. Even if you just own it, dude, that's like a lot of times of money losing just Thing. margins aren't great margins aren't great you gotta like employees like that they're probably the most unhappy employees ever because they're like serving other people unless people, some people get high on that but not me that's cool i i like this redstone fella i watch a little youtube daku oh man all right i'm done bro okay Thanks for listening, everybody. Hop into Instagram. Um, go to go to tinyurl. Uh, I'll tell you a Discord link after. But for now, subscribe. 
five stars. If you really, really want the Discord, go to the Instagram, DM, Ricker and Bond on Instagram, say Discord. I'll pop you in there. Exclusive. Exclusivity. It's great. Yes. Um, and cool? also, have a good night. Tell everyone you love them, unless you don't. Don't show fake love. Yeah. Also, you know, be selective of uh, what you give your attention to. I think selective of who you nut inside of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. That's actually probably the hugest one. If I had to give any piece of advice this episode, be selective of who you spread your DNA inside of because that's like a life-changing decision. Yeah, yeah. Also like spreads your essence into someone. Yeah. And then you just like have a kid that's like, whose mom's an $80,000 of gender studies student loan debt. You don't want that, a debt kid. You don't want, you don't want a debt kid, you know? <laughs> and you know, all right. Everybody have a good Bye. one. Peace.